everyone, my name is Zachary Rodier and welcome to episode 64 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Great Sports Radio Podcast Network. And we have a great show for you today and this is the post-NHL Draft Lottery 614 Check episode as the Blue Jackets fate has been drawn from the ping pong balls and they will pick third overall so dropping one spot from where they were supposed to be there's a lot to unpack here from what this means for the blue jackets in the future also something that happened during the espn broadcast announcing the blue jackets pick and then we'll also get to what yarmo kekalainen the general manager of the jackets had to say and at the end of this episode we will discuss a little bit about the current stanley cup playoffs so without further ado let's get right into this week's focus discussing the results from the NHL Draft Lottery. Enjoy. Let's now get into this week's focus here on 614 Check, breaking down the NHL Draft Lottery results. Now, Blue Jackets had the second best odds, 13.5, to win the number one overall pick and have the chance to draft the generational talent in Connor Bedard. And unfortunately for the Blue Jackets, it did not go their way as they pick number three in this upcoming draft. They slid from that second spot to number three, and let's go over it real quickly. Calgary at 16, Nashville 15, Pittsburgh 14, Buffalo is at 13, and then Arizona will pick 12th via Ottawa. And then Vancouver 11, St. Louis 10, Detroit 9, Washington 8, Philadelphia 7, Arizona 6, Montreal 5, San Jose 4, and then Columbus did not get the fourth pick, which was the max they could drop. So they slide from 2 to 3, and we'll pick number 3 in this upcoming draft. Anaheim, with the best odds, around 25% chance, they slid from 1 to 2, with the Chicago Blackhawks winning the number 1 overall pick. They had the third best odds to win the draft lottery, and they will most likely draft Connor Bedard in the 2023 NHL draft. So this is for the Chicago Blackhawks. They've had stars in the past, and they will get another one there in a big market. Uh, and, you know, through the ESPN broadcast and what you're seeing, yeah, it's it's a good thing for the NHL. In business standpoint, a huge market is getting a big NHL draft prospect in Connor Bedard most likely it's very big for the Chicago Blackhawks it was going to change any franchise who ever got Connor Bedard and obviously something that at least hasn't been reported in the past when it comes to the NHL draft lottery they actually had journalists like Frank Cervelli of the Daily Faceoff Aaron Portsline who writes for The Athletic as the Columbus Blue Jackets beat writer, was also at the real lottery where they do the ping pong balls before the show that was in the NHL Network studios, just so journalists could see how it all worked and see the thing go off for real. Um, because it is important to have that transparency, and I believe the NHL uh, will release the video uh, of them actually doing the lottery as well. Um, so it seems, I, I, there's always these arguments to fix whatever, um, but at the end of the day, the combinations, it's a lottery, anything can happen, and yes, it ended up going to the team that is a huge NHL market, but at the end of the day, it's a lottery, that's how it all turns out, 
uh, and there were a lot of people there uh, to make sure that everything went according to plan. I know it can always feel like that, especially for Blue Jackets fans who haven't had the draft go their way um, in the past uh, and now in this year's draft lottery as well. Um, but there's a lot of bright side here. Uh, obviously, you also have to feel for the Anaheim Ducks having the best odds sliding to number two and not getting Connor Bedard. But they will most likely get Adam Fantilli, who won the Hobie Baker as a freshman uh, at Michigan in the NCAA this season. So he is a phenomenal player. And the Blue Jackets, they are in a great spot. And I know everyone uh, in the Blue Jackets fan base and in the organization were hoping for that number one overall pick and trying to get Connor Bedard to be a Columbus Blue Jacket. But at the end of the day, you're still getting the third overall pick in what's been a really, really deep draft class uh, that's going to be coming up. Obviously, you have Connor Bedard at one. Fantilli is the usual consensus at number two, but then you have some amazing players at number three. You have two centers in Leo Carlson, Will Smith uh, possibly there, and then Mitchkoff as well, who is going to be in the KHL for a few more seasons. He plays at the wing. I think the Jackets are going to want a number one center, uh, and that's what Yarmo Kekalainen in the press conference after the draft lottery said, um, that they're sure that there's going to be a really big impact center at that number three spot, uh, which is going to be huge for this Blue Jackets team. They've needed a number one center for a very long time, and it looks like they're going to get that in a Will Smith or Leo Carlson. The debate can go back and forth, but that's the thing right there. The Jackets, they are going to get a very, very talented player. That has to be exciting for Blue Jackets fans and the organization once they get over it. That, of course, it did not go their way and get Connor Bedard. You have to look on the bright side. This is not like any other draft or draft lottery, in my opinion, where you have, you know, just a monumental drop-off. You know, Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, Will Smith, they could be first overall picks in any other draft. Uh, and you could have that debate over and over again. So this is a very, very deep draft. And obviously, Connor Bedard is that generational talent uh, at number one, but you're still going to get a phenomenal player at number three for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Not sure who it's going to be, which is always a great debate as well. And the Blue Jackets always, uh, we've seen in the past with Pierre-Luc Dubois over um, Jesse Poulerari that the Jackets aren't afraid to make a little bit of a more surprising pick or something like that uh, based on how they feel everything. And a lot of things can change too. Maybe Fantilli does drop, and the Jackets have him at number three. A lot of different things can happen. Um, but I, I also think it's important to talk about uh, when this could make a difference with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Connor Bedard is a player that is most likely going to play in the NHL next year with the Chicago Blackhawks and be on the team. Uh, Adam Fantilli, who will most likely go to the Anaheim Ducks, that's more of a debate whether he'll want to stay one more year at Michigan uh, for another NCAA tournament run, or will he go to uh, the NHL right off the bat? That will be a question. Um, but I think for the Blue Jackets, whether they get Will Smith or Leo Carlson or some other player off the board, um, 
that no one is really expecting, that it may take another year or two for that player to really develop before they come and make the impact. But I do think it's still going to be a different year for the Blue Jackets next year. Obviously, they had the injuries. They have Alexander Texier coming back, and they're going to still make some great and big moves in the offseason, uh, whether it's through free agency. They still have that pick um, from the LA Kings. That is continuing to move based on how the Florida Panthers and some other teams are doing in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, which we will get to in a little bit. Um, but that's the overall picture right now. If you're a Blue Jackets fan, of course, not getting number one does hurt and it stings, especially with the past. Um, but at the end of the day, you are going to get a really good player when it comes to Carlson or Smith or someone else. And the best thing, too, for the Blue Jackets is they could have slid down to number four, too. And the choice of Carlson and Smith uh, and Mishkov, it would have been chosen for them. But now the Blue Jackets, after you get Bedard and Fantilli out of the way, you have three amazing players right there. The Jackets get to choose which one they want. It's not going to be dictated by anyone else, any other team. Uh, and that is really important uh, with this pick and getting number three. Uh, they could have slid. They had a 40% chance of sliding to number four. They only slid uh, from two to three. Uh, so they have that option of choosing which player they want, which is really huge. And obviously they were still guaranteed a really good player in the top four, but now having three, it is the bright side of that as well, that they were not at number four uh, and that there was none other craziness in the NHL draft lottery this year. Obviously, you could see uh, Yarma Kekalainen and John Davidson from the broadcast uh, that was put on uh, on ESPN in the U.S., but I believe it was run by the NHL Network Studios um, that they showed the Blue Jackets uh, of Yarma Kekalainen and John Davidson. Not happy, um, but overall... It was something very interesting uh, to take place, and uh, we were able to speak to Yarmo Kukalainen after the lottery, and just a few things he said. He believes that they are going to get a hell of a player at number three. Uh, he said that they are going to get a very good player uh, and someone that could make a big difference uh, for their franchise. Oh, and talking about possibly trading their pick, he said it's going to take a lot for the Blue Jackets to be able to trade that pick or want to trade that pick, rather. And that's something to keep in mind as well. Things can happen, but right now, Blue Jackets need a number one center. If they're not being traded a number one center, it's very unlikely that they're going to trade that pick. Um, and also, as well, how does it impact the coaching search? Uh, he says right now the Jackets are going to focus on the amateur scouting and then get to the coaching search as well. Uh, and there's still a lot of potential coaches that still could be out there. Um, we're going to get, again, I keep talking about the playoffs. Um, the Leafs are down 3 nothing to the Florida Panthers right now in that series. Could Sheldon Keefe possibly be let go? Is that someone the Blue Jackets look to in the future? So you don't want to make that rash decision of a coach so quickly um, when there's still some things that can happen, some big potential names um, that could pop up here in the coaching search for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, so it's going to be really interesting as the NHL draft comes up. Uh, and I think that's what's so intriguing about number three is, again, 
Bedard, Fantilli really set at one and two. You're not exactly sure how the Blue Jackets will pick at number three. So that will continue to swirl in the near future. And, you know, I think a possibility that could happen as well. And you don't always know, could there be a swap for two to three? Uh, is that something the Anaheim Ducks would be willing to entertain if the price is right and the Blue Jackets are willing to offer something up? That is really interesting as well. Is it worth it for the Columbus Blue Jackets? There's so many questions that can be asked right now. And as we keep going here on 614 Check and as things continue, we're going to discuss this and really break everything down before the NHL draft comes to play. Uh, and it's going to be extremely interesting. And, you know, this is going to be a big moment for this Blue Jackets team. Uh, again, whether they got the first overall or not, they are going to get a center uh, that they have needed for a very long time. If you have Will Smith or Leo Carlson or Adam Fantilli in between Patrick Laine and Johnny Gaudreau or Gaudreau and Marchenko or Johnson, whoever fills in that top line spot, the Blue Jackets have needed a star-studded first line for a very long time, and it looks like those pieces are going to come together. Of course, you have David Yurichek going to be a big part of the blue line for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and some other big blue liners coming in as well. Stanislav Svozil, uh, actually one of Connor Bedard's old friends and teammates at the Regina Pats, um, but Ultimately, they won't be teammates, but nonetheless, like I was saying, the decor is building up for the Blue Jackets. The real question this coming offseason is going to be their goaltending. Uh, and again, you're not going to see the immediate impact from this third overall pick, most likely, unless the Blue Jackets decide to bring, um, you know, Carlson or Smith or whoever they pick in for the first year. Um, but it, it's still going to be a huge impact in the next year or two down the line for this Blue Jackets team. So I know it seems like a little bit of repetition right now as things are just coming down here right after the draft lottery is when I'm recording this. Uh, so overall, just to wrap things up, the Jackets don't get number one overall. They slide to three, Chicago getting one, and Anaheim two. Uh, of course, for a Blackhawks organization that did not have great attendance this year, that's going to bump up significantly in a big market. Uh, you can just expect a lot of Connor Bedard and Chicago Blackhawks on ESPN and TNT next season uh, in a big market. Uh, so it's just how it plays out uh, sometimes. And, you know, at the end of the day, again, the Jackets, they are definitely happy that they're not selecting for. They have the pick. It's their choice whether they go Carlson, Mitchkoff, or... Of course, Will Smith, uh, if Adam Fantilli's not picked, or they can pick someone else as well, but the choice is in their hands. They're going to get a great center and a really significant piece to build for the Blue Jackets in the near future, and that's what you have to be excited about right now. Uh, if you're a Blue Jackets fan or, or in the organization, it's a huge draft. It's going to be a huge addition, even though it's not uh, where it could have been at 1-2. and two. Uh, one more thing I want to say before we wrap up this week's focus here. Uh, there was a moment on ESPN, which I imagine was on Sportsnet as well because it was run all through the NHL Network studios. Kevin Weeks, who was running the NHL Draft Lottery show, actually said that the Columbus Blue Jackets were picking third before it went uh, to commercial break and they 
Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly actually revealed that the Jackets were picking third. Um, that was not a great look whatsoever. Um, obviously, there was a big error there uh, from whichever side or however it happened. Uh, I would expect in the near future for there to be a little bit of explanation on why and how that happened. But of course, how it plays out, you have the NHL draw flattery that took place beforehand. And they already knew that the Jackets were going to pick third once that took place. Uh, and maybe Kevin Weeks and the directors and everyone already knew how it was going to play out and who won the lottery. So something slipped up there. But that definitely doesn't show anything uh, that went wrong or people calling it rigged or anything like that. They already knew at that point once they were running the show who won the number one overall pick and where the Blue Jackets were ending up. So it just seemed like a slip up there and, and just spoiling the moment overall. But we're going to continue to discuss this as we get closer to the NHL draft as the Blue Jackets will pick third, a huge piece for their franchise in the future. So without further ado, let's get right into the NHL Stanley Cup playoff talk uh, and the rapid headlines and college corner. <laughs> Let's now get into the Rapid Headlines College Corner and the Stanley Cup Playoff Talk as we are now in the second round. And my goodness, there have been some fun series so far. The Florida Panthers are up against the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-0. They will have a chance to sweep the Maple Leafs in Florida, ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. Um, so that is going to be huge. Huge uh, and really interesting. See how it all plays out. But right now, the the Florida Panthers have just been playing their game. And yes, Toronto, their core four: Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews. None of them have scored in this series. But at the same time, the Panthers have just played unbelievable. They're on a huge win streak right now. Uh, they have won six straight games. Sergey Borovsky, former Blue Jacket, is just playing out of his mind. Uh, and Matthew Kachuk has been a big part as well. And it just seems that the Toronto Maple Leafs have just been playing very tight. Uh, the Florida Panthers have been forcing the Leafs to make mistakes and they've been capitalizing on them. Uh, and, an amazing play, Sam Bennett uh, and Sam Reinhart. He scored the overtime winner in Game 3. Uh, that was a really impressive goal there. And just showing the talent of the Florida Panthers, how they can continue to roll. Their forecheck, if we're talking about a show here on 614 check, their forecheck is so strong. Every time Toronto has the puck, all of a sudden, it is back in the Florida Panthers' hands. Uh, and that has been so important to their success. They won the first game 4-2, second game 3-2, and the third game, 3-2 in overtime. It, right now, you know, only so many few teams have come back down a 3-0 hole and win the series. So it's a big uphill battle for the Leafs. The series is never over. But, of course, for the Florida Panthers, they are looking good right now. And if they just continue to play how they are, play their style of hockey. Uh, and like I've been saying, they've been playing their playoff hockey since almost January when they were out of the playoff picture. And right now, 
Uh, they've continued to show uh, why they are in the Stanley Cup playoffs and now one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals and are just playing extremely skilled hockey right now, uh, which has been really fun to watch. Uh, other series in the East, the Hurricanes and the Devils. Um, the Hurricanes absolutely demolished the New Jersey Devils in the first two games, 5-1 and 6-1 respectively. But then the Devils, going back home, came up in a huge way, beating the Carolina Hurricanes 8-4 at home. They will play Game 4 on Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Uh, so now moving on to the West, as I'm talking right now, the Golden Knights and Oilers are playing with the Golden Knights up 2-1. to That could change very quickly. Uh, this series... Uh, going into Game 3 was tied at 1 apiece. Uh, Golden Knights winning the first game 6-4, to four, Oilers 5-1. to one. Uh, And we're going to continue to see how this series turns out. Broussois, the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, he left Game 3 with an injury, so that could be huge uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights and hurt them. Um, but it's been a really fun series. The power play for the Edmonton Oilers has been on fire. Uh, and if they keep that up, they are on a good path to potentially win this series. And then Seattle, they have continued to surprise as well, leading the Dallas Stars right now 2-1 to one in that series. The Kraken winning the first game in overtime 5-4. to four. The Stars then came back in Game 2, winning it 4-2, to and then the Kraken 7-2 to at home in Game 3. And the Kraken, this is very similar to the Florida Panthers. They've just been playing so dominantly, playing their game uh, and being all over the puck, being very physical. And the Dallas Stars, they've been playing some great hockey as well. Obviously, they have Ottinger, Joe Pavelski coming back and playing in a huge way. Four goals. Uh, in game one for him, all four goals uh, for the Dallas Stars in that game after coming back from that injury that he had. Uh, so I think this series is far from over, but the Stars have to continue to put pressure in on the Seattle Kraken. Pressure Philip Grubauer, who's been playing really well in goal for the Kraken as well. And this series, again, it's far from over. I thought this one was going to go to six or seven games uh, <laughs> compared I thought six or seven was going to go for Toronto and Florida. We'll see if that ends up happening. Um, but with this Dallas Stars and Seattle Kraken series, I think it's going to be really tight. Uh, this game's going to be on Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Uh, expect the Dallas Stars to come up really big in this game and really push hard. Uh, it's going to continue to be tight, and we will see which team comes up on top. But going into the rapid headlines and college corner here, just a few things to talk about. A huge congratulations to both the men's and women's ice hockey players who graduated um, this past weekend. Uh, we also know the Blue Jackets announced Patrick Laine will not play for Finland in the upcoming World Championships due to not feeling 100% um, from an injury. We also know that Gerard Gallant fired from the New York Rangers. That potentially could be a fit for the Columbus Blue Jackets in their coaching search. Talking about coaches, the Jack Adams Award finalists have been announced. Coach of the Year, Dave Haxtell of the Seattle Kraken, Jim Montgomery of the Bruins, and Lindy Ruff of the New Jersey Devils. The Norris Memorial Trophy Best Defenseman of the Year. The finalists are Adam Fox of the Rangers, Eric Carlson of the San Jose Sharks, and Kale McCarr of the 
Colorado Avalanche. The Blue Jackets signed 2019 fourth-round pick Dmitry Voronkov to a two-year entry-level contract. That is going to be huge for the Blue Jackets this coming season. The Calder Trophy finalist uh, goes of the Rookie of the Year, Matty Beniers of Seattle, Owen Power of Buffalo, and Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, the Selkie Trophy finalist, Patrice Bergeron of the Bruins, Nico Heischer of the New Jersey Devils, and Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Lady Bing, uh, Jack Hughes, of the New Jersey Devils, Anze Kovadar of the LA Kings, and Braden Point of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and also to talk about just less than a week before the transfer portal of the NCAA Women's Hockey Sphere closes, so we will see any big shifts that come up in the near future. So we will continue to see how these playoffs turn out in the Stanley Cup playoffs which have been extremely entertaining, and then we'll see how the transfer portal shapes out as well for the Buckeyes. So without further ado, let's get right into the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode 64 of 614 Check here on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio's podcast network as the Blue Jackets fall to... Picking number three in the NHL draft lottery as they will pick in the upcoming NHL draft uh, in June, uh, which will be extremely exciting to see how everything turns out uh, in the entire league. A really deep draft. And then, of course, seeing how the Stanley Cup playoffs continue to develop uh, some exciting series there as well. And then, of course, the transfer portal closing for women's hockey this coming week, along with men's hockey just a few weeks there as well. We'll continue to discuss this here on 614 Check in the new future. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the handle at 614Check, 4Check spelled F-O-R-E-C-H-E-C-K. But my name's Zachary Rodier. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on episode 65 of 614 Check.